I will help you solve that. Are you up for the challenge? Welcome to another episode of the 313 Challenge. I'm your host, Ryan Fullen, and I'm here to challenge you to keep things simple and powerful. Now, can you boil down your messaging to just three sentences? How about down to one sentence? And ultimately, do you think you could do it in just three words? Well, I know you can because I've challenged people just like you around the world, my career as a speaker and a consultant, and I've brought this concept, the 313 method, from the stage to the studio. And this week's guest is Lisa Patrick. She is known for making the invisible visible. So we are going to talk today about something that you can't even see. But by the end of it, we will see how she communicates what she does. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good, and thank you, Ryan, for having me today. It is an absolute distinct honor and pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Wow, distinct honor and pleasure. This is so early. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to have to play this on repeat, that first couple lines here over and over and over and dig it into my psyche. Well, good. I, I'm appreciative of your appreciation, so I want to get to know you a little bit more. And sure. in all transparency, I don't know you very well. I don't know you hardly Correct. at all. And uh, I love taking referrals from friends to make sure that we keep this podcast fresh. So in order to get to know you, there's a fun yep. little storytelling game where I'm going to ask you to pull a single story from your shelf. Like if this bookshelf was your life and you yep. picked a book and you opened to it, not even a chapter, but just a page and you said, oh my gosh, this one time this happened. I want to hear that story and I want that story to kind of represent who you are so everybody can meet you at the same time. Sure. So I'd love to take you back in time, Ryan, to the okay. year of 1994, <laughs> in cold, cold winter Canadian day. <laughs> and as I got out of my vehicle, I was watching a lady as she slowly walked across a parking lot full of snow to the local bar. So I quickly grabbed my hat and my wig and I followed her in. What she didn't know was that I was a private investigator, and in that moment in time, I learned something very valuable about her. So if you can imagine, she's walking across the parking lot, stumbling as she goes, and I realized that in that moment in time, many years later, how my ability to observe the invisible and make it visible for my clients was vitally important to everything that I do today. Hmm. You had me a private investigator. I am historically a fan of the murder mystery and the NCIS and the CSI and all of that. So you just got instant credibility. Now, were you, were you carrying a gun or a taser or were, no, were you, were you, were your no, hands the well, judo weapons of choice? You know what? It was, you know, back in the 90s so really i mean it wasn't quite the way that society is today and i live <laughs> in canada so we don't carry guns um <laughs> good, but i good. was trained in self-defense just to okay. that i needed it all right so i i have a i have a hunch that you are a bit more fearless than the next person and as <laughs> tim ferris says it's not about being fearless it's just about fearing less so exactly. so it, you know to be somebody who's hot on someone's trail also makes me think that you're very insightful. You are probably like puzzles. You like to figure out what the missing information is 
And I don't know if you'd like to dress up in different, like, incognito outfits, but for some reason, like, I imagine you as, well, you know, all, all ninja, too. At, at the time, I had what I called my tickle trunk. And my tickle trunk had all my disguises. Because back <laughs> back in the early 90s, you know, things looked very differently. You know, I had a camera bag that had a hidden, you know, this great big VCR, VHS uh, recorder that I had to have inside the camera. You know, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it was very different experience. And so it really taught me to think outside of the box and really focus on being very intuitive about my surroundings. And I, that really contributes to being a business strategist today. Yeah. And that would be my question is, do you ever, do you, can you ever sort of shelf your inner investigative no. reporterness? No, no, okay. no. You know what? My dad was a, a RCMP officer. So Royal Canadian Mountain Police here in Canada. And I remember as a little girl seeing him come home one day in his red surge uh, with his hat and I don't know if that was the start for me as a, as a little girl, determining that that's, you know, that presence, that aura, that awe of, um, you know, the uniform or what it was exactly. But I can remember, you know, everybody always says, you know, I wanted to be this and I wanted to be that when I grew up. But I, from the moment I think I saw that red surge uniform, wanted to be a police officer. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, later in life, I mean, obviously things have changed, but uh, it's funny how some of those really impactful moments in your life really steer you uh, moving forward. If you listen to them. If you listen to them. Because I find that a lot of times we are so set on what we want to hear uh, or what we think we may not be listening. And I find that too. I, I look back on my life and as I explore some of these stories and dig them out and share, there's like these epiphany moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that that is directly correlated to how I act, how I feel, how I respond today. Well, and I think the problem is, and I say this lots, is that we're so busy inside the picture that we can't see the entire picture frame, right? So we need somebody with an objective view that doesn't have an emotional attachment, especially a business, to our business so that we can uh, so that I can make the invisible visible for somebody else. But more importantly, it gives them the ability to see things differently rather than see through things. It's a great transition because I happen to be the private investigator with no, with no ties to your company that I'm able to stay from the outside being that objective perspective. And I also have a red buzzer. <laughs> so great transition into the 313 challenge. So yep. in all transparency, just to understand where you're coming from, because I'm not trying to trick anybody. Yep. What is your understanding of the 313? And if you have no idea, that's also okay. But what do you know of it now, right before we kind of jump into it? Well, um, I have a very good friend who uh, and colleague, Coach Michael Burton, he talks a lot about the person of interest. And I believe, Ryan, that you find the person of interest inside everybody and you use your process called the 313 method to do that. And when you go through that process, you then really define why you're a person of interest and how you can articulate who you are moving forward. I like this. Okay, good. Yes, person of interest for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. So we're going to do that in a process that works through a certain series of questions to where I put some parameters on the questions and that's what determines whether, quote unquote, you get it right or wrong. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't see, but I have uh, what looks like a very authentic buzzer with a big X on it so that if something goes wrong, 
you're going to hear that noise. Now, I have to shout out to Peter Sumpton because he was on the show and he got so many burnts in a row that he decided to send me one of these as a thank you. So this is going to be an official part of the show moving forward. I'm very excited. I, I love that. You know, that reminds me, what's that show? Um, oh, uh, with Simon Cowell. With the X yeah, the, is it the X Factor or X -Factor. Uh, no, I mean, no, American uh, Idol and all that stuff, right? Everybody's got a buzzer. Yeah, and he buzzes, right? That's, that's what that reminds me of. I love it. There's a lot of power in this buzz. It just, yeah, it's exactly. like... <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want my goal is for you to not hear them, but I'm going to be hot on the trigger because I'm looking for the, the person of interest here. I don't believe and, they'll be able to do that, but we'll try. <laughs> and before we get going with the questions, there's just a baseline to, to get an understanding. I believe that this whole premise is based on the simple fact that nobody cares about what you do, but in fact, they care more about the problem that you solve. So yeah. with that statement, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you want to argue about it? What do you think? I 100% agree with it. You know, there's a, a lot of folks out there that really have the philosophy that if you understand your why, that that's the most important thing to solving the problem to somebody else's problems. And I 100% disagree with that. I think why is what drives us, but it's not what anybody cares about. Like, do you mm -hmm. care about why I get up in the morning? No. All you care about is the fact that I get up in the morning. You're more important is how am I going to solve a problem for you? I love that. And, you know, I, I often bring Simon Sinek into the conversation because I too, like you, don't necessarily agree that the why is the, the everything. Because if yeah. you don't know what problem you're solving, then you're kind of stuck and your why might not connect. All right, we're on the same page. So everything cool. is going to be nice and easy here unless you get buzzed. So the first question is, can you state the problem that you solve with absolutely no mention of what you do? I repeat, absolutely no mention of what you do. Therefore, if I hear you say, I help people, or if there's any indication of what you're doing, you're going to get a big old burn. Okay, so one sentence, and if we agree that nobody cares what you do, but they care about the problem that you solve, then this is why it's crucial to be able to state the problem that you solve. But don't confuse simple with easy, because it's not that easy. Can you tell me the problem you solve without any mention of what you do in one sentence? Go for it. Ryan, you're so busy inside the picture frame of your business that you can't see the outside of the bigger picture. I will help you solve that. You were fine right up until the end. Oh, because you... I said I'll help you solve that. Yeah, like I, I was... My fingers are right on it. I'm like, oh gosh, I want to hit this button so bad, but I can't do it. Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, and I can help you do that. That's what this so, show is all about, right? It's so ingrained into our bodies, in our brains, that, like, that we feel like we have to let people know that we can help them. And again, they don't care about that. But if you, you, you really like almost had me, I'm like, interesting. So just try one more time. I think this is going to be easier. Okay. Tell me the problem that you solve. Ryan, you're so busy inside the picture frame of your business that you can't see the bigger picture. Okay. All right. Now, if you were to ask me whether or not that is a problem, I would most likely say yes. Now, is that how you communicate to people now? Is that the messaging that you have from a... Yeah, from a um, to a degree, I'll expand a little bit and say, you know, the difficulty is that we are, cannot be objective about our own businesses. Therefore, we need somebody to make the invisible visible because you're so busy seeing things through that if somebody could help you see through things, you'd have a competitive advantage. Okay, so a couple qualifying questions here, just so I really, we're digging, we're digging in for this person of interest. 
in one respect, you're saying that it's having an objective view. Mm-hmm. In another respect, you're, you're saying that somebody has to see through. And then another respect, you're saying that you're there to identify what they can't see. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, again, it, I'm seeing these different categories. And the reason I bring this up yeah. is when we explain the problem that we solve in a way that makes it seem like there's multiple problems, then you actually do yourself a disservice because if I don't associate with any of those problems, I'll write you off as a full solution. And though I, yeah, I like how you have, have it phrased, but there still is like a bit of ambiguity as far as, as what that is. So you did get the sentence correct, but I'd like to challenge you to define in there, which you cater to. And you're like, well, now that I've got that out, let me get a little deeper. But then you, you name multiple things. Yeah. So of those things that are the problems that you solve, is there one that like rises to the surface as time and time again, the one that maybe resonates the most or that gets people to jump off the fence to pull the trigger when you, when, when you explain that element? What is the one, the one thing that, that hurts people the most, I guess? Well, I think, you know, in my world, because I, I really do know who my avatar is, who my target audience is. So, and we're going to get to that as the third yeah. main question, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, really, you know, in order to really effectively answer that, I mean, I have to be able to say to you, okay, you know, I have three avatars. I have, you know, world thought leaders, you know, have sub- those subject matter experts. I have transitioning business leaders who are from the C-suite who really have thought leadership again. So, you know, the thought leader is really who I work with. So when we talk about that, then that kind of really resonates with the fact that they really want to do what they love doing best is leading people, right? Leading their team and speaking about their thought leadership. The problem is that they have either one of two things happens. They either are so busy working inside their business that they actually don't have time to do what they love to do, which is really talk about their passion and their thought leadership. So when I come into the picture and I say, okay, we're going to really define why you're having so much trouble in your business. What are the structures in your business? What's, what can we amplify and what are we missing so that you can do more of what you love to do. As soon as we talk that language, it's an instant because that solves their problem. They don't yeah. want to be in the business. They want to be just talking about their thought leadership. It's interesting. As you said that naturally, you just explained the problem is, and you kind of went into that as a fluid sentence, but that didn't sound as off the shelf. Yeah. And it might be interesting if, if that is the compelling about working in the business versus on what they want to do, there might be some value in incorporating a little bit of that into that problem statement, which might just put a little bit more context in it. Just like how someone looks at your face for context when you're speaking, if if you don't have that visual, then you could take it a few different ways. Let's see if you can add a little bit of that in the business as one of the problems into that problem sentence. Because I think that would make it both sort of philosophical, but also bring that back down to something that they might resonate with. Yeah, yeah. All right, you wanna try again? What was the question? Oh, you want me to try this again? So, so, and, and again, it's not that you got it wrong. It's just that no, you no, can always well, go a little bit deeper. Yeah. It's just part of the exercise, right? Like, yeah. Which I so, love because <laughs> that's why I'm here is to really define, you know, to be able to articulate this properly. Right. 
Yeah. So we have the person of interest in a lineup here, essentially, right? But I, it's hard for me to just understand that I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. So if you're talking a little, if you stitch in a little bit about thought leaders working in their business and not on what they really want, that for me might make a bigger connection to that being a problem. Because I, like, I have that problem. Yeah, because you, you, are, you are my target client, actually. <laughs> okay, so, so here's another crack. Tell me the problem that I have that you solve. Well, I don't know you well enough yet. I have to understand better, right? <laughs> okay, like, good, good, you, good trick question. Me, you've already told me that I was absolutely right. I could tell by the, by the micro expressions of your face when I talked about, you know, you couldn't see the bigger picture because you're so busy working inside the picture frame that you can't yeah. be active about your business because emotion happens in our business, right? It's so much easier to see somebody else's business than our own. Yeah. So, so how, that, do you, how, do you package, how do you package that into your sentence? I know. <laughs> exactly, Ryan. Help me out with that. <laughs> okay. Let me give you actually a little bit of a structure. And yeah. I'm going to try this for the first time here as we're exploring the Zoom because typically they've been audio only. But I'm going to share a whiteboard here. And yeah. for those of you watching, you'll be able to see it. And for those of you who are listening, I'll, I'll kind of talk you through it. So if we think about, um, I, I talk about this a a bit and I call it the problem pyramid. Mm -hmm. So let's just say, for example, what are three of these problems that we're really addressing right now? And what I've done is I've drawn a pyramid and the numbers one, two, and three. So one is the idea of working in your business versus what would you say, what you want? On your business, right? Okay. So in versus on your business, what are two other of these problems that just that come top of mind for this exercise? Distractions. So okay. you know, you get distracted so you're working you're working on too many projects or too many structures in your business from the side of your desk you're okay yes so right so distractions would, you, would that be distractions or is that more just too i'll just put too much okay yeah. so the number two is so one we have working in your business instead of on your business number two the problem is that you know the problem is you get distracted and you take on too much what's the third one so the third problem is, is that you don't have the relationships or the connections to collaborate, to amplify your business. Okay. So I'm going to put the relationships or connections that says connections, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> so the challenge is that when we have multiple problems and I'm not saying you don't solve multiple problems, you do, you have a whole suite of problems that you solve, but how do we communicate just one of them in a compelling way so that you can get people to agree or disagree? And let's say that we had six different problems. The experiment here works the same. So you take the number of problems that you've identified. So here we're going to do three. And then you go to the pyramid and you basically just create three boxes. So okay. if there were six, then you would, you'd create the triangle to where it's broken up. So I'm going to ask you now, when you're trying to find the one thing, it's often easier to eliminate the things that, that are not that one thing to get to the one thing. Okay. So when you're working with the problem, instead of trying to figure out initially what the biggest problem is, try to figure out what, what's not the biggest problem. So out of these three, which two are like lower level problems? So Comparison. I would say that number three is the least. Okay. So we're going to put three down here in this lower box. Then between two and one, what's the least, what's the lesser of the problems? I'll, I'll go two and then I'll go one, like exact order they're in. Okay. So now you, you see the pyramid, it has a one in the top pyramid and then a two and three in the lower level. So the trick around, you know, communicating your problems, but only really identifying one 
is saying the problem is the top of the pyramid. So that's going to be number one, which results in S U L T, which results in this, this, and this. So now you can say the problem is when you get stuck working in your business and not on your business, or when you don't see what you should be, however you want to phrase that problem one, it results in the, the reality that you're going to be distracted. You're going to work, take on too much. It'll, it'll stop you from the connections that you need. Da, da, da. The difference in that is the difference between results in and the word and. If you said the problem is you got to work in and on your business and you get distracted and you have X, Y, Z, that's like three things. Like I don't need to worry about my connections. Yeah, yeah. But this way you can frame it so that the single problem is the biggest problem, which also results in some of these other things. And that's a way to truly keep this pure problem as the one thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now that you've done that, I could almost say that there's really four and then I would have to play with it really, because I guess, so how, how do you answer this then Ryan? Everybody is unique Mm -hmm. in their problems. Everybody has, you know, there's similarities, you know, this is a similar problem with everybody. Everybody has this problem. Mm, Be careful about the E word though. We talk about that later, the E word and the A word. I would really be cautious using something like that and the reason why you have to be careful with the word e the the e word or the a word yeah it is so easy to poke a hole in you can tell me everyone does blank and without even thinking i'm thinking to discredit it if you took the flip side and and you said this isn't a problem for everybody then I'm, I believe it. And then you can help to define who it's a problem for. We really have to stay away from those generalities because I'll just pop a hole in it. And then you discredit and you don't even realize that I've discredited you by what you've actually said. Damn, you're good. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's... I swore again. I'm sorry. Whoever's listening. That's twice now. I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So again, you can have four, you can have five problems, but the, the goal is to choose one and then any other ones you want to mention is a result of. Yeah, gotcha. And inherently, the biggest problems have a trickle-down effect. If you are not able to work in your business, there are so many other things that go wrong. But from the, the lineage of it, if you really can convince them of that top one, then the other ones you can bring up and, and they can just be bonuses at the end. So it's not just about saying this is the problem. Because if you explain a problem in a non-compelling way, like, eh, what? yeah, that's a problem. Everybody's got that problem. What do you... Versus, oh, you everybody. No, no, I'm using it as an example okay. as though gotcha, I was kind of, gotcha. Gotcha. but good. I'm glad that your ears tuned into it. Yeah. All right. So, so try again with this new, just a little bit more color to the problem and try to say it in one sentence. And again, don't mention what you do. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Go. Um, you're so busy working in your business which results in being distracted, missing structures in your business, and not dedicating the time to your relationships to grow your business. Now, I don't know about you, but that seemed a lot more natural. It seemed more comprehensive, and it didn't seem as like vague and visible to visible. I'm not saying I don't like that tagline. I, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So again, there, there might be something to play with there. And here's the thing. I know you have different markets and I know you, you cater to different people, but now with that structure, you might know that a certain demographic, the number two problem that you listed is really number one for them. And yeah. you can switch that. Or yeah. if you connect with somebody on LinkedIn and you see that they're, that they seem to be complaining about something, or you can smell what their problem is, yeah. or you yeah. the micro movements in their videos make you realize that, that this is a problem, you can accentuate some of those. And so I want, the point here is that this is just a method of looking at how to define and communicate the problem, but there's still a lot of variance within there. Like it, you can, you can change it up. It can always be fluid and fluctuating, but if you can't on command explain the problem you solve in one sentence without saying what you do, then you go back to, to the drawing board. So I think okay. you've got that. Now it's a matter of how can you tweak it and test it and, you know, get feedback off it, asking some of your good clients. Hey, if I told you the problem that I solved for you is this, is that it? Oh my gosh, yes. You can build yeah. testimonials assessing to that exact problem. Right, you can yeah. get people to give you recommendations. I used to be only working in my business and now I'm not. That problem is solved. It helps you to sort of articulate your brand in terms of that particular problem. Gotcha. Makes okay, sense. cool. All right, I like it. And it, again, it was, it was already good. It's not, it's not about trying to do anything, yeah. but just tease yeah. us out. Absolutely. In our hunt for the person of interest, the second question I have for you, I feel like it's a, a game show, almost like a modern day guess who, but for your purchase, person of interest, well, if that is your I business. I absolutely need to introduce you to Michael Burke because I think the two of you would have a dynamic show together with him talking about person of interest and, and your 313 method. Holy crap. In fact, I think <laughs> I'm going to have both of you on my coffee with Lisa and we're going to talk about it. Done. That would be great. Good. I love it. Sorry, got distracted. Okay, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So we know that you do solve a problem. Yeah. So now the question is the second question in the part of this process can you tell me your solution in one sentence? Oh, and shit. and the, the only thing that I'm looking for is does this sentence clearly solve the problem that you stated? Like, that's it. Like, very loose guidelines on this one. Try to keep it into a sentence. And afterwards, the question I'm going to ask you is, does that solve the problem that you mentioned? Because oftentimes we forget that those are, if they're not connected, the whole, the whole thing's broken down. The, the person of interest runs away. Okay. So, um, the solution. So, in, in one sentence, right? Yeah. Just tell me your solution in one sentence. Um, I'm able okay. to give you the ability to work on your passion rather than work in your business, which will help you do more of what you love to do. Okay. You didn't get a buzzer because you know, you, 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 you yeah. kept it clean there. Okay. So you talked about your ability to give them the ability to go after what they're passionate about. And then you sort of trickled in some other things. So yeah. with what you said, does that strong enough? No. Well, let, forget about the strength. Does it answer? Does it solve the problem that you, that you said? No. Okay. So again, if we're looking at this as a concept, I'm not trying to play tricks on anyone, but no. I did ask you a particular question. I said, what do you do? Yeah. And there's a different question that we get confused with, and that's how you do what you do. Now, yeah. you didn't go into that rabbit hole too much because usually when you're not on the spot and it's no one has a buzzer in your face, 
if I ask what you do, you could carry on and on and you end up explaining how you do what you do. But if you can explain in a very top level what you do and then stop talking, if they're interested, the next question will be... I think I got it. All right, let's try it. Let's try it again. Okay, so um, I help you work in your business and find and amplify the missing structure so you can do more of what you love to do. I like that. That I, So what I like about it is that you, you hit the problem, this in your business versus on your business. You took out the fluff of the passion and stuff like that, and you're, you're helping them to find this extra time to work and amplify. I thought that was a good word as well. Now, the one thing that I believe you can add to it, just a teaser is like, is this a online course? Is this a personal coaching? Is this a consulting? Like what, what is the, like, what is the mechanism at which this is? Well, so that's, that's the thing is, is that I can't answer that in one sentence because once I'm in your business, looking at your business, I will be able to recognize what's either needs to be amplified or is missing to amplify your business to that next level, right? So what would you call that process? Is it a customized process? Is it a bespoke process? Is it a, right? Because you, you still can define Almost it. like a twisting minds of, of a process, right? Like it- Is it an investigative process? It's an investigative process. So yeah. right there. So I've got a, is it a unique, is it a, is it a, like, is it an effective, is it a, some sort of an investigative process, you know, it's a unique or it's a, it's an investigative process that I've developed over 10 years, which allows you to work in your business. So you can find the time to amplify what you need to be spending your time on. Mm. But it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just a little like investigative. <laughs> I don't know if you watch them. There's like the investigate. That's the, like the channel that has all like the wives with knives and snapped and all that. Investigate. So, but in the whole thing, like back to your story, you're an investigator and like that was intriguing to me. And that might be the difference between why your solution is better than a strategist. Cause like you can hunt down people and you have your tickle trunk stuff with your disguises and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right there with it. Clients tell me that that's what's unique about me. That is my, you know, my unique value proposition, if you will, depending on how you're looking at the method. Yes. Well, without being able to have an objective person like me, you might not have even realized that you didn't say it because it's so common sense for you, but it's not common sense for the person that's hearing you for the first time. So I think that would be cool. It's an investigative approach to letting you work on getting you out from under the business and more onto the amplification, whatever you'd said. Cool. Okay. We're moving right along. So I, I think there's a couple learning lessons there for listeners as far as how you pull and tease that out. Okay? There's nuggets everywhere falling. <laughs> and if we were to go to our third question now, which is your target market, yeah. I'm going to challenge you to tell me your target market in just one sentence. And the challenge here is to not use the word anyone or everyone, as oh. I say, the A word and the E word. Yeah. All right. You, you got this. What is this? Go for it. Whether you are a professional speaker, coach, trainer, or transitioning executive, I can help. Not I can help you because you'll buzz me on that. All right. All right. You got to buzz there because you said the word buzz. Like you, 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 you lost yeah. the moment there. The challenge when we try to describe our target market is that 
you have to really paint that picture and you set it up whether or not you are a blank blankety blank and then you stopped. So is that target market somebody who gets stuck inside their business and that's the stitch that stitches it all together? Also be careful about location. Like, are they based in Canada or are you, are you in a certain like demographic? Yeah. Uh, do they have a type of business? I mean, is there a certain success of business? Do they have a certain budget? Just to indicate the different elements of, of who you're after, because you are not for everyone. And probably a lot of people can't afford you. Probably some people that, that would expect to pay more for which like all of that. Yeah. So I think of them as like different filter factors okay. and you know, these three big tem- demographics, but like sociologically or psychologically or timing in their business, like, especially now with COVID-19, is there a, is there a COVID-19? Are these for leaders and speakers and so-and-so who've gotten caught in this COVID-19? Like just paint a little yeah. bit more color. I feel like you stopped and I was like, I want more. I could tell and I couldn't give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so so just, just riff for a second. Don't worry about the pressure of the sentence, but like what's the thread that stitches all these clients together? I mean, how do you, there's so, there's so many speakers. So like all three of those are so wide and broad. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. And that's a really good question. So the thread that stitches them all together, I would be, I would suspect if I have to think about my, you know, if I could wave that magic wand and say, this is the ideal client, it'd be that one that really, um, is driven to build a legacy, right? Like okay, that, 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 that just stopped right there. That's a whole different story, right? There yeah. are like that really chops a lot of the cake and just puts you on top of the cake just to the candles in fact, right? So I know it doesn't, and I'm sure you're aware of this. It's when you put out there that you're for more people, it makes you feel like more of a generalist. And because you were this investigative, like you wouldn't take on any case, it would be a waste of your time. And yeah. so like, think of this maybe from an investigative standpoint, maybe you're challenged, like you love the ones that are super challenging and not super straightforward. Yeah. So I think just that realization that they want to leave a legacy, there are people in my mind that I now know that I could put you in front of, but yeah. I also know people that I wouldn't introduce you to, which saves me time and saves you time. Well, and I think too, and, and you probably can, re- can relate to this, Ryan, because we're somewhat in similar circles of professionals, is there's a difference between wanting something and actually being driven to actually achieve it. You know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, want to have a legacy. They want, but they actually don't want to put in the work to do what's required. Now, a quick question. Would you help them to get there or because you know that they're not willing to put in the work that that's not your client. It's not my client. They've got to be willing to put in the work. Okay. So that single thing alone, I think could be enough. Like if you forget about all other filters, that's enough that really can help people clarify. And the closer you are to describing that perfect avatar, the easier it is for somebody to refer you or to come top of mind or to like create a filter themselves. And so we tend to think that more is better, but now like, honestly, even though we've just met of all this conversation, the last say two or three minutes, because you went so specific, 
in five years from now, when I meet somebody and they mention legacy, I'm going to think of this moment and I'll probably qualify. I'll be like, you really want a legacy? Like, or, do you know how much work's involved with that? And they're like, absolutely. Okay. I've got somebody to introduce you to. Yeah. So it's these little small fine details of filters. And again, sure. It's obvious the location and the demographic and, and yeah. their, their profile and whatnot, what they look like, smell like, but that's something that intrinsically you're going to have to spend time to, to eliminate these people. And so the closer you can get that up front, the closer it makes people actually question their drive. And yeah. then they might chase yeah. after you. No, no, no. I, I, they're going to convince you that they're a good client for you if that's like a hard filter that they have to pass. God bless those people. <laughs> God bless those people. Bring them on. If you're listening to this, please come join me. <laughs> only, only if you're willing to put in the work because you can't only just have an investigative reporter show you where the person of interest is unless you're willing to get your bag of tricks, put on the disguise, get out there and go find who you're after. Yeah, I love it. Okay. All right. So, so that essentially is the hard work with the three and three. It's locking down the problem, the solution and the market. Yeah. And that's what the first three stands for. That's essentially your business in three sentences. If that's all that you could, if all that you could have. The one part of the three, one, three stands for one sentence. And then the final is for three words. So the nice thing about the one sentence, if you've done the work, which we've done some good work here, it's just mathematics. It's yeah. putting the three elements together and the bonuses that you can do that six different ways. I solve this problem for these people. Here's how I do it to these people have this problem and here's what I do. There's six variations of that. So the challenge right here, and this isn't a buzzer situation. We've, yeah. this is just yeah. more of a plane with it. So we have the problem solution market, choose an order of those just randomly. They have six, six options. So uh, PSM, SMP. Problem solution order. Okay. Problem solution market. So the, the order in which we went through. So see if you can put those together in one sentence and it, it may feel a bit longer at first, but you're really just trying to get the high level information. So the problem is this, which I solve by doing this, but I only work with these people or some version of that. Okay. So repeat that again. So it's, so you're going to, you're going to identify the problem first. Yeah. Then you're going you're gonna to clarify that you solve it. And then specifically for these people. And these elements, however you want to rearrange them, they all package together okay. as one. Okay. So I think, and I apologize for those listening because I'm going to sound like a blah, blah, blah. Like a robot. Yeah. We're just, we're yeah, just getting exactly. the what to say, not how to say it. Okay. So the problem is you're too busy working in your business. Okay, now transition. Now I can help you. I can help you with, I can help you by oh. using my investigative approach, which allows you to get out of your business and amplify what you need to do the work to build a legacy. Only for people willing to do the work, right? Only Something for like that. people. So then the. The nice thing about this structure is that it ensures that you hit all three buttons, problem, solution, yeah. market. And I think with that one, you could have cut the solution down quite a bit, you know, because you kind of explain that in the problem. So right. the, if you find yourself working in your business and not on your business, I have an investigative approach to tease out where you need to spend your time, but I don't waste my time with anybody 
who is not dedicated to putting in the work once they know what to do. And again, that's my first crack at it. It's a little bit long. We could have eliminated a few words, but because the solution solves the problem and the people have the problem and need the solution, you can intertwine a few bits of information to really tease out those three core elements. Right, right. Makes and, sense. and it's not about memorizing this. It's just about the, the more you practice on narrowing down and identifying these points, it just becomes second nature. Like there's those three things you always cover. What do you do, Ryan? Well, um, this is the problem and I do this for these people. Or Ryan, what do you do? Well, these people have this problem and, and this is my solution to it. You start to think in these three yeah. and it takes the pressure off of like, oh gosh, how am I going to explain what I do? Well, just yeah. give me a sentence and we'll start the conversation. Right, right. So again, th that's a deep dive and there's different versions of it, but that doesn't happen unless you put the work in to the problem solution market. Yeah. Okay, so, so for the final three, so we have the three sentences, one sentence, and three words. That's what 313 stands for. It's not really three words. It's actually two things that you're using to brand Halo or to tap into existing mental mind maps to explain what you do in things that people already know, okay? okay. So for you, the first thing that comes to mind, it's gonna be thing one meets thing two, or thing one of thing two, or thing one has a baby with thing two, right? <laughs> like if a private investigator had a baby with a marketer, or like that's who I am, or if a private investigator had a baby with a blank, like. Yeah. Well, so I have a question for you before we do this last component of it. Sure. The word private investigator, though, I've been told, so scares people as well, because would you, would you agree with that? In other words, like, oh, well, now they're going to be looking, like, you know, investigating me, you know, like there's a, a, a negative connotation to private investigator. Okay. So, and I, so I would, I would agree. And, and I just want to point out how animated you became right there and how much depth and breadth was in that word. Yeah. And that's the idea here. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that, but the yeah. power of, of what a private investigator's brand is, it is such a strong brand halo that like it just cuts to the chase of all this stuff that we know. So yeah. the value is finding the right word for that. It could be, um, you know, I think detective is a word that maybe has, if, if you're not doing anything wrong, then yeah. a detective's not a bad, not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're in scandalous things or you're not doing things and, and you're afraid of people looking at you, then, then all of that might be like, ah, anything is stay away. Yeah. So maybe detective has a, okay, how about this? Um, who's one of the most famous detectives or private eyes that doesn't have a brand halo? Starts with an S. Second name, H. Oh, Sherlock Holmes. Yes. So here's just an example again. I mean, and we could dive really into this, but I'm kind of like Sherlock Holmes for your missing, for the, for the time that you've yeah, lost in your sure. business or something, right? Yeah. And I again, like you're like, I mean, there've been multi-million dollar movies made just around Sherlock. And it's like, everyone knows who that is. But if I said that you're kind of like Robin Hood of marketing it, it's not the same thing because you're not taking from the rich and giving to the poor yeah so it's about teasing out these two things thing one is like your personality how your approach goes what the business really does and then of or meets the industry or the type of situation and something like that right. so what would you call your industry or your business like my industry yeah. business 
thinking of your target market, you've got these thought leaders, you've got these CEOs and these speakers. Is it? So be like business development, business. Okay. 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 So I'm like Sherlock Holmes of business development, or I'm like Sherlock Holmes of business strategy. Or I'm like a female Sherlock Holmes of, you know, like you're putting these strategy, these different compounding factors on it. Now let's, let's think of uh, who else is an investigative something could be fictional or not. Um, Let's think like is Nancy Drew. There you go. You could be, (laughs) you could be, I mean, Dora the Explorer is kind of like, she's inclusive (laughs) as well. Right. Or, or the blue, the, the clues blues. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're dealing with somebody who has kids, you could be like, look, question for you. Are, are you on repeated blues clues during this, uh, during this, this quarantine? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I'm like the blues clues for your marketing strategy or your business strategy. And they're like, oh God, I know everything about blues clues. So like, yes, you always find the treasure at the end of the day. Gotcha. Okay. And again, totally this, makes sense. this teases out and I, and I want to make clear for people watching or listening, this isn't a tagline. This isn't like, hey, I'm the this. Like kind of you're making the invisible visible is more of a tagline. This is a way to reinforce information that you've already said, which ties the knots together in somebody's mind. Or it's a way to start people thinking for themselves about what you do based on what they know. And it's again, it's a way to shortcut that conversation. So just by itself, it might not be enough. But if they understand it all in one sentence and you can divvy up those different parts, then this process has teased out some of the core stuff you need to, to pull out of your pocket and put forth. It can be a filter for your website, a filter for a keynote, a filter for a podcast episode. Like, did I get this across? Did I explain my market? Did I, did I say my solution? And it helps, like, <laughs> it helps bring your information to where people are at. Yeah, makes total sense. Total sense. Okay. Love it. <laughs> there you go. I mean, again, this is a start. And I work with people months on end as we teach, you know, you can yeah. deep dive with each of these. Yeah. But it, it is fun to see that there are things within your messaging that you just don't see because you're you. And sometimes the cobbler's son doesn't have any shoes. Well, and it's, it's funny because it's so true. You're so busy working in your business. Like, here we go again. But we really can't see our own business. It's very difficult. Like, and it drives me crazy because I can see everybody else's business so easy for me. And, but it's so hard for my own, right? And, and, and doesn't it kind of make you feel like it makes you question your ability oh. to help other people, right? What have you said? What have you said? <laughs> okay. Well, I you. A moment with my clients and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm good again. <laughs> right. But, but you will hear that same client say, oh, thank you so much for teasing that out because I just couldn't see it. Well, and the goal really is to make yourself so valuable to that client that they can't live without you. Right. And, and, and again, any business owner. Yeah. And I would say if we took that same thing and flipped it, you want to keep a client to the effect that they no longer have the problems that they had without you. And, and again, that's a way of just flipping it to a problem centric. Say, it's not that you don't want them to ever have, uh, however you phrase it. It's not like, you want to be so valuable that they can't do business without you. It's that you want to be such a good problem solver that as soon as you leave, that problem starts popping up again. Yeah. yeah. And then that's truly where you're like, it doesn't matter what I do. It's the problem that I solve. 
And speaking of which, we'll take a quick, quick note from our sponsors. As I spin around in my chair as my own show, so I sponsor myself. If you are a company that is challenged with your messaging in this new COVID-19 world, if you're a small business owner and you don't know how to repackage what you do in terms of the problem that you solve, you've just gotten a taste of what could be a deep dive into the deep end or even into the bottom of the ocean with me at your side to help you use this 313 as a tenuant or starting point to the rest of your marketing strategy. And if you do want to find out more, you can go to ryan.online, come in the form of a digital keynote or a digital workshop, or just a fun conversation like I'm having here with Lisa. Lisa, how was it for you? It was fantastic. I'm so glad that I have met you and uh, a shout out to Peter S. Goro for introducing us and a shout out and a thank you on behalf of my clients because I now have another relationship that can help them when they are missing this structure or they need to amplify their message. Absolutely. And see, I'm not for everyone, but as you get to know more for who I'm at, I can work with you and not against you. And that's where we can all live in abundance because there are certain problems that you solve that I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> well, and I'm super excited to have you, Ryan, and Coach Michael Burt on the Coffee with Lisa podcast. Uh, that'll well, be awesome. That's well, I look, I look forward to it. Now, if somebody wanted to check out your Coffee with Lisa or anything else, how do they go find you? Where do, yeah, we, where uh, do we go? So I'm on iTunes, coffeewithlisa.com. You can find the website or you can go to lisapatrick.ca or you can go to my handle, lisapatrickbfd. I thought you were going to say BFF for a second. (laughs) (laughs) There is a funny story behind that. We might have to bring that back or or do that offline, or maybe we'll do a live stream sometime. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa, for, for helping to make the invisible that you don't see visible by working through the 313 process, like an investigative detective who's better than a baby between the, what was the lady? The uh, Sherlock Drew? Holmes and Nancy Drew? Nancy Drew, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you, if they had a baby, like that just double compounds it all, right? <laughs> and then instantly became an adult. So for anybody who wants to continue to explore these types of fun conversations, you can follow the 313 Challenge. You can subscribe. You can find us on any podcasting platform, including Good Pods, which is a cool place to check out. If you want to be on the hot seat and potentially hear this noise, then all you have to do to go is uh, go to ryan.online forward slash 313me and you can apply to be on the show. If you do love it, then why not share it and give a podcast, uh, what is that, recommendation, five, six, seven stars, however many you can do. Feel free to reach out to me, connect with me online. Uh, I'm very easy to get a hold of. Ladies and gentlemen, there are invisible things that you're looking for everywhere. And if you are lost by working in your business and you need someone to help you find out where to amplify your time, I know somebody, but she's only looking for people who want to leave a legacy and who are willing to put in the work to do it. If that's you, I'll introduce you.